Well, another week back on the podcast and another year older for your old boy Stick because I turned 27 last Monday. And all I gotta say is, fucking hangovers are getting worse. The Honestly Lazy Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Stick coming back at you with yet another new episode of the Honestly Lazy Podcast. I know it's been a minute. I've uh, I I'm on a new kind of schedule where I at least upload for two weeks, and then if I'm feeling, I'll record for another week, or I'll take a week off. And um, it was my birthday week, and honestly, I was like, I I'm going to take the week off. I'm going to move this. Um, during my birthday, I got one cool thing. I got this fucking ring light now. My girlfriend bought me that for a video for the, uh, making the old content. So I put my little lamp down there to light up the uh, the old the OG um, hat that I used to wear when I first started making the content over on Boy Stick. When I first started on Boy Stick, I didn't wear a hat. Then I had a whaling hat, and uh, that went flying out a fucking window in Peterborough. And then this hat was the one that took over for a very long time, so I figure I'll probably get a little mannequin hat and put it on it and uh, just keep it rocking because that was the OG hat. I mean, fucking Christ, this one is looking rough. You honestly lazy. This is the first ever honestly lazy hat ever produced, and uh, fuck, I can see it. You can see the sweat and shit. Oh my god. I wear this hat every single fucking day. Like, Besides the work, but besides that, I wear it every single day wherever I go. I should probably get uh, get a new one because uh, this one has definitely done its time. Even though I haven't had it for a while, now I got it from, like in the winter time. So yeah, it's definitely done its purpose, and um, it will probably be my hat. I'll probably do the same thing with this one. My plan is to actually have a backdrop one day, and I'd love to have this hat and this hat on like a mannequin hat from like Dollarama, and just have it in the background to represent the hats that I've rocked throughout the years, I guess. I wish I had the whaling hat still. That one was getting pretty rough by the time I poked my head out that window, and uh, it, it, it went down the street. So um, that one is a sad one. I do miss that hat. I, that was my first ever trucker hat I actually bought, and then... I kind of fell in love with them, you know, with the mesh in the back, kind of get some air through your head and all that shit. So, I've always liked the trucker hats since then and um, keep it rocking. But, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I know I've been getting a few new viewers and stuff, so I hope they enjoy it because, um, like I said, I love doing this. So, if you're wanting to support, subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify. Social media is in the description, all that type of shit. Boy, or the Honestly Lazy Podcast on Instagram. Now I changed it over from Boy Stick to Honestly Lazy Podcast. And on YouTube or on Twitter at the Boy Stick Channel or at Boy Stick Channel. I do have a TikTok, Boy Stick Clips. You can check that out too. I haven't uploaded to, a while, uh, to it for a while, but I fucking will. So on my week off, I decided, uh, you know, turn 27. Um, I start, I decided to look back. I did have a list of things, um, from 25, I think, that I wanted to do. And I didn't have time, I kind of forgot to look at that podcast, so I kind of blew it. When I, when I turn 28, I'll look at that list again and see how much I've actually done. But, there was a few big things that happened to me while I was 26. I mean, first of all, um... The restrictions were lifted in Canada and life started to go back to normal. I mean, I go out to bars now. I've been to, honestly, after COVID, I've been to more concerts in one year than I have since I've started going to concerts. So that's a pretty cool fucking thing. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, you know, it's, um, oh my God, I'm so hot. It's so fucking hot. And like this week, of course, last week it was kind of cool. Now this week, I'm just fucking sweating my balls off. Trying to record this content for you, but I got my beer. But I definitely went to the most concerts I ever have, and it'll probably keep going because I keep getting invited to concerts. And this year, in 20, or when I was 26, I went to USS, Excuses, Excuses, Zach Brown Band, Glorious Sons. Ooh, 
am I missing anybody? I don't know. That's all I can think of right now. I think that's it. And, um, you know, usually when I do the, uh, the, uh, the concerts shit, I only go, like, fucking, I don't know, maybe once, maybe twice a year. And I've gone four times already when I was 26. And 27, I'm hoping now to try to beat that record. But, you never know. I might just chill out, be a little couch potato or something like that. But also, in the year of uh, being 26, I did the biggest leap for being a content creator ever. And that was making this great, honestly lazy merch. That, um, I, I did a little sample run. And I mean, talking about shitting my brick the whole time. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. But, uh, shitting a brick the whole time. Um, uh, wondering if it was going to be, excuse me, uh, good, co- or good clothes or bad clothes. I finally took the leap and bought a sample package. And um, it turned out so good. I fell in love with it. And I mean, I took the biggest leap ever. And what I mean by taking a leap is I actually, a few weeks ago, took the paper or took uh, pre orders for people around my town and shit that want some merch. I think I ended up with like six shirts because not a lot of people were buying shirts, but I had 25 hats and I think I got five left. And I've sold every single one, which is crazy for me to think about that I actually sold merch and people are actually liking like the hats especially I thought these would be the less of the sellers but everybody's like no what the fuck you mean I want a hat I want a fucking hat fuck your shirts I want a hat why would I want a black t-shirt in the middle of a hot summer I really didn't think that through <laughs> I should have done some wife beaters or something like that but my dumb ass like oh someone will buy a t-shirt and no, I nobody actually has and that was me being the 26-year-old kid, really trying to take this podcast more and more serious, taking a big fucking leap. And I'm hoping the year of being 27, I will take bigger leaps, and hopefully I will get a bigger following. I don't know. Right now, um, I'm sticking... I don't know. I haven't checked my numbers. My numbers are pretty much all still the same. On Spotify, though, I am getting more viewership, which is really funny because... I don't advertise anything of this podcast really for Spotify. I usually advertise the YouTube side of it, which now I'm sitting here wondering, maybe I should advertise the Spotify side more, but I will. I probably will. Maybe with this episode will be the first one where it's like, I'm on Spotify also. Um, but, you know, I always love the YouTube side of things more, so that's why I always tried to advertise more than anything was honestly that. And... Um, uh, you know, uh, the fun that I had and the fact that I hit one year of uploading on the last episode is fucking amazing to me. I didn't think I'd be doing this for a year. So like, you know, it's a crazy experience, but the biggest thing was the merch, um, actually making merch. That was a big step. I've never made merch in my life. I've never trusted websites at all for buying merch. Oh my God. I can see myself glistening. Oh, I'm gross. Um, I'm like, you know, I've never really trusted it. I don't trust websites. I don't trust spending my money on something I can't actually look at right then and there. And, uh, you know, all worked out. Printful.com is what I actually used for the hats and everybody loved them. And I actually made a profit, like not too much, maybe like 20 bucks, but I made a profit. So cheers to my first profit with merch. If anything, it's inspired me to actually, I don't know, make more merch. Oh, and everything I did for 26, I got more tattoos than ever. Ever. I got two, no, three tattoos in in one year. (laughs) Which, to a lot of people, is probably fucking nothing. But to me, that's big. Because that's another thing that's like, oh my god. There's never time. Like, like, I'm, I'm like every other fucking guy that works full goddamn time. I want a tattoo on the weekend so I can chill for the day. This year, every tattoo I got, I got the one. I got the eye with the turntable that you can't really see. The eye with the turntable. That um, I got that on the Friday. The other two, I had to go in the middle of the week. You know, I had to DM them. Shout out to English Rose. Fucking, I'll go in there for the rest of the tattoos that I'll ever get. That's where, that's where I'm going. English Rose, you know, my buddy Bill works there. 
Um, great environment, great people. If you want to get a tattoo, go to English Rose in Bowmanville. I'm not even, they didn't even sponsor me. I'm just saying, go to fucking English Rose. Great environment, great people. Like, I don't know. It's, it was just different. I love English Rose and I love their work and, you know, the guys, like, you know, really try to make, they make you as comfortable as you can with, like, you know, six needles being dug into your fucking arm. Um, but that was another thing. I did the most tattoos in one year that I've ever done. Now, I've only got six, I think. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I got six. <laughs> I always forget about the boombox, even though it's always in the camera. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to get bigger and bigger. Bill's been hounding me to get more tattoos, but my rule is I'm going swimming once before I get a tattoo in the summertime. And I haven't had a chance yet, and August will be the time I will be going and going swimming. And then afterwards, I'll be getting tattooed by Bill, and probably Nathan, probably Maddie, probably all of them. I'll get tattooed by everybody, you know. Just keep exploring, keep thinking of new ideas, or picking something off the wall, because I have six, and each one has less and less meaning. The eye with the turntable and the dagger, zero meaning. The boombox... I, no, I don't, I don't know. I always wanted a boombox. Literally, that's it. So, you know, what can you do? But um, there is one thing turning 27 that I've gotten back into an old hobby of mine that I've talked about in earlier episodes of the podcast. Um, I have finally gotten back into skateboarding. I know nobody gives a fuck, but that is a huge, huge thing for me. I. Never thought I'd get back into skateboarding because I started getting anxious to go to the skate park. I don't know why. I just didn't like going to the skate park. I was worried. I didn't like, I don't know. It's like having no buddies and shit that are out where I live now. Like, you know, going to skate park alone sounds kind of lonely. And it's weird because when I, like, when I was like 15, 16, I would go skate by myself for fucking hours and not talk to anybody. I'd just go skate with my music in. Me at 27, the first thing I think is, if I hit my head and there's nobody around, I am fucked. Like, I'm gonna die. And I used to, like, like go hard at, like, my old hometown Orno Skate Park. That's, like, it's shit. But we made the most of it. And I used to, like, air the jersey barrier, like, melon grab, back one over it. Like, you know, um do shit that's like yo if you just land it wrong you're gonna smoke your head and you're gonna fucking be out cold and there's nobody around like all this shit that i think about was like holy shit i was like a bad skater when i was like i was all right like i wasn't any by means anything good but i could shock people from time to time the one thing i did was a half cap manny back or fake half cap manny back one out at a skate park and everyone's like oh i was sick technical and um that was like the, the only cool trick I ever did in my skating career but um I forget what I was talking about <laughs> um like it's uh I was I wasn't the best but it's amazing the balls like it's amazing how how like I skated every single day and how used to shit I really got like I got hella used to shit to the point where oops to the point where like you know airing over a jersey like back winning over a jersey barrier i ever tried didn't even shake me like i i went to a tabletop at the skate park i'm at now and i tried to fucking pop shove it and land on the flat like i wasn't even trying to pop shove it over ramp to ramp i was just trying to lay on the flat and i fucking bunted ollieing i tried to ollie i tried to fucking ollie just like this lit this tinier tabletop that was next to that one I tried to fucking ollie it, and I was bunting. So I was like, oh my god, I'm going to hit the other side of the ramp. I'm going to eat shit. Which is weird, because the one in Orno, we had a tabletop, and I ollied that. Like, it was fucking hard to do, because our rolling didn't give you enough speed. I literally had to walk out to the grass and fucking run onto, onto the fucking pavement, and then ollie. Like, ollie the whole thing. There's footage of it on YouTube. I'll try to pull it up and put it in this part of the clip. But, um, like, it scared the shit out of me. I literally, like, you know, a pyramid. I was scared to go up to the top and ollie into the other side. 
I kept bunting. I was like, what the fuck? You used to do this every time. You used to pop shove back one fakey 360, fakey big spin over this shit. And now you're scared to fucking ollie it. The biggest thing about it though, again back into skateboarding after not being on a board since I was about fucking 18, is first of all, I'm fat as fuck now since I used to skate. I was like one maybe 60, 150. I'm like 185, 190, maybe even 195 now, maybe even 200, I don't know. By the way, people call my gut a fucking goiter, and you know who the fuck you are. Uh, maybe I am 200 pounds. That's why I got back into skateboarding, tried to lose weight. But, it fucks with you, man. Like, I was trying, I, even when I finally got the balls, which by the way, getting the balls is yelling at myself, calling myself fucking pussy to ollie this. When I finally got the balls and actually ollied and landed in the other side, the fucking balance was like way off. I was leaning too far on my back foot, like almost shooting out every single fucking time. It was like, holy shit. It's amazing how much you actually forget. Like I can still kick flip. I can still pop shove. I was trying to land my half, fakey half cab flips. I wasn't getting those down. I got a fakey big spin down. Um, wasn't going to try varial. I mean, it's weird because when I was skateboarding, burials were not in, but now they are. And I, I don't know what happened there. No complies are in. They were never on ice skate. It was like, you had to be clean, mean, and smoke a lot of green. That's how skateboarding used to be. Now it's you have to be clean or dirty, you know, smoke weed, drink, and get really flirty. I, I don't know. That was really bad. But um, I was psyched to actually get back on a skateboard and one of the, right when I was quitting skateboarding, the it was it was a trippy thing because um, I would like go to a skate park and I wasn't even excited, you know. I was just like, eh, well, fucking skate park, ooh. Like it was just like pulling up and I was like, yeah, I don't know what to do and I really don't care to do anything at all. So, I was just kind of like, well, you know, that's what kind of made me stop. I went to a skate park with a couple of my buddies and I was like, had zero motivation and I was like kind of bored. I'm back on a board now and it's like I have that motivation, even though it's just trying to pop shove it onto a flat box or onto the, or just out of a ramp onto the top of a tabletop and rolling back on the other side. It's like motivating me more and more and more to like keep trying and try to get back to the way I was. I will never get back to the way I was because I don't have the fucking balls I used to do. Like, I wasn't even a big gap guy or anything. I pop shoved it like a couple gaps and maybe kick flipped a few, but I was not a fan of gaps. I was not a fan of like jumping over shit. I liked like mani pads. I loved to manual. I loved to ollie and manual. Um, I loved flat ground. I loved uh, square rails, not fucking circular handrails um and you know i did a i don't know i did a few things you know like there was nothing ever like exciting about me when i was skateboarding i was literally just the filmer and i was a hundred percent okay with that and i filmed some good shit i caught some crazy shit caught my buddy lozon doing the, his first ever 360 inward heel off a kicker like, you know, I caught my brother doing his first tray flip over a three block at the Curtis Skate Park. Got him switched back and won the Curtis Nine. Like, I had, and I wasn't even that good of a filmer. My buddy Andy Ellis, that fucker was great, great filmer and a great, great editor. And, um, you know, I was just kind of like the Orno crew. He filmed everybody, Orno and Newcastle. I pretty much only filmed with the Orno crew. But I did meet a lot of people. I had a Hosa, York. He was a Bowmanville uh, filmer, film fucking everybody. He was really well known too. 200 subscribers on YouTube alone. That was impressive to me. Filming all the ballad Bowmanville and shit like that uh, inspired me to keep filming. Kept keep trying to post random content and shit. Um, kind of evolved me to what I am now. But um, yeah, I I'm really happy to get back in it. As a matter of fact, like I went skating alone on my birthday and this was something that isn't new like this year i went skating alone and this is like the first year i skated alone where i was like i'm so glad i'm fucking alone because it is embarrassing how bad i am at skating right now but 
I went skating down my local skate park and it felt good to be back. I went and hit up a couple other skate parks, just like cruised around them. I didn't do anything. Just, you know, pumped around the park, just getting used to it and shit. But uh, on Sunday, my girlfriend was out at a bridal shower. So I decided, fuck it, I'll go down. I'll go skate for the day because I didn't want to sit in the apartment alone. Well, I probably should do that from time to time and like record and shit, but... I really wasn't feeling it. It was a hot ass day and I figured this is a good way to lose some weight, even though I'm adding back on drinking beer. And it'll kill like, you know, a few hours until I can come home and watch a NASCAR race. And I ended up skating there and I was skating there for alone for fuck, I don't know, an hour. This fucking and uh, uh this this kid sh showed up. I shouldn't call him a kid. He was like uh he was he's like twenty-three and I'm twenty-seven. So, you know, um I was watching him. He's doing like somersaults and shit to like warm up. He's like in the grass somersaulting, like taking dives. I think he was prepping just in case he ate shit. But um, we weren't really talking to each other. We said, hey, how's it going? And um, we were just kind of skating around each other. But he was watching me and I was watching him. He was trying to land like varials and I was trying to land my half cap flips. And, um, you know, we would hit the ramps. I was kind of pumping it, just, you know, pumping back and forth. And then we started really watching each other. I was just trying to manny the tabletop from one side, come up the rolling, come back down, pop that, shove it, land on the flat and come back down and then do like an axle stall on, there was like a, there's like a two quarter pipes that are tall and then there's a mini quarter, like a, like three, I don't know, a smaller quarter pipe. And I, I was skating that like axle stall, come back down. And then he was watching me trying that, and I started watching him ollieing the top of the smaller tabletop. He ollied the whole top, coming back around. There was a, a a flat and then a down rail. So he was trying to front board down the the flat rail, and he was getting really close. So I I started fucking like, yeah, dude, next try and shit. And I I really was like getting back in my old ways. Like, dude, you fucking got this and shit. It was literally like I wish I had the camera there. Honestly, this would have been a great content day because we actually started shooting the shit. And, um, it was actually his birthday. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, it's your birthday and you're skiing low? And he's like, oh, you know, all my buddies are golfing and shit. And I was like, well, fuck, man. Happy birthday. And I had, you know, the box of merch in the back of my car. So I was like, fuck it. You know, I, I want to see how this kid would react to this. So I walked up to him with a hat. I had an extra t-shirt. And I was like, yo, man, like, happy birthday. Here's some shit. He's like, what's this? I'm like, oh, you know, it's a podcast I do. You know, kind of told him, like, you know, this is a podcast. You don't check it out. I, like, you know, just, you, it's your birthday. Here's some free shit. And, you know, fuck. I was like, you're skating here, you know? Your buddies are all busy and shit. Fuck it. Here's a present. Go out, like, you know. And he put it all on right there. He's like, yo, I'm going to represent you right now, man. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. I felt good. Like, and fuck, man. Like, I started realizing, like, yo, the honestly, Lazy Logo looks dope on a skater. Like, it really, like, the, the size of it and shit, it really looks like, like, a skate shirt. And I was like, fucky. And, you know, I was like, my, my, my idea, bra my brain is like, oh, my God, I got a new idea and shit. And, I mean, this kid was, like, started getting hyped. Like, I don't know, maybe the, the honestly, Lazy Powers got through him, but end up doing a pop, shove it, rock and roll, popping out. I was like, holy fuck. And then right then and there, I wish, and this is what pissed me off. He learned a new trick in the Austin Lazy merch. He was, he learned a, uh, the back disaster on, on the quarter. He's like, I, I, I have only landed like one, but you know, I don't have them. So he starts fucking going for it. And like, he's getting closer and closer. And then he sticks one and he shoots out. I was like, yo, fucking next try. He's like, yeah, with the merch on and shit. Like he was fucking... He was so hyped and it was like hyping me up. I was like, fuck, like this is what I miss. I missed encouraging people. I missed like watching like, you know, skaters skate and everyone just encouraging them. Even though it was just us two, we were like fucking, I was hyping him up so much. And he lands this fucking, the, the back disaster. I'm like, fuck yeah, buddy. Like clapping for him and shit. He comes up, like shakes my hand. Like, you know, like how skaters do. And, um. And he was just like, like fucking, he goes up and he starts doing every try. And he's like, yo, look at me, man. I was like, fuck, man, that is, that's awesome. And I literally said to him, whenever you wear my merch, if you post on Instagram, you skating, tag Honestly Lazy Podcast, I'll fucking repost everything you, sh you do. 
I was like, fuck, you're sponsored. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, it was a cool Sunday for just that type of experience. So, you know, um, it was dope. I got to watch a man learn a new trick right in front of my eyes in my merch. He's, he's like, I'm going to support your podcast. So I got another follower out last somehow. And, um, yeah, like it was a great, it was, it's, it was a good start to being 27 and I'm excited to see where 27 is actually going to take me. You know, like in the YouTube world, I was always kind of the fan of the YouTube boxing thing, mainly because of, you know, how far they were willing to, you know, push the limits and kind of show what they can do and all that type of stuff. But the fact of how YouTube boxing is gone and how much it has changed since, you know, the first ever one ever happened, it's kind of gotten, well, in a way, pretty fucking cringy, and it's kind of pissing me the fuck off. Oh, did I get it? I got a fruit fly. Um, not in any type of way. It's actually not pissing me off at all. I really don't care that much about it because I actually stopped really, you know, paying attention to it, honestly. To me, YouTube boxing is something you do on a Friday night that you watch a bunch of YouTubers try to box and be entertaining and uh, try to give it their all to become the YouTube boxing champ that KSI gave himself by beating fucking Joe Weller. And, you know, for three years, he's finally coming back and he's still the champ, even though that belt should have been fucking taken away from him. And, um... Throughout the whole thing, the one thing I've noticed with the YouTube boxing thing is the pay-per-views have gone up, 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 and up. And it doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, the whole thing with the YouTube boxing, the whole reason why I thought YouTube boxing kind of started was the fact of, you know, the YouTubers are trying to prove we can sell out like an arena and do a whole live stream event without like you know making anybody pay for it and which they did i'm pretty sure the joe weller versus uh ksi shit was like all free pay-per-views now i don't really remember and you know they saw on arena and they did really good in the viewership and that was kind of like the start of the whole youtube thing um to, to prove that YouTubers can do what these big athletes can do. Which, at first, was badass. And I thought, this is sick. YouTubers are doing numbers that the big boxers do. And they're doing it all for free for our entertainment. Good for the YouTubers. Their ego hasn't gone through the roof. And then, shit, like, literally right after that fucking change. And I knew this shit was going on a downhill right when Logan Paul versus KSI and Jake Paul versus Deji was the next fucking boxing match. In which... I did a video way back, I think it was like five years ago, when they were doing it, about, wow, they're charging six bucks. And I thought that was through the fucking roof for this shit. The reason why I was so mad about this whole thing is, first of all, they had to wear helmets. Second of all, they hadn't been boxing even long enough to even... They, like, to me, it was not deserving of a pay-per-view when it's like... It's like, I go fucking boxing for, like, train for boxing for, like, one year, right? And then next thing you know, I'm like fucking calling somebody out, doing a YouTube video. But I'm like, if you want to watch this fight, you got to pay six bucks. And I'm like a fucking nobody. Now, it's different because they were big, big names. Um, but I was, it always didn't sit right with me that they did that. Because it was literally always advertised that like YouTubers can do this and be entertaining with it all that type of shit. And of course, like with Jake Paul, which I'm going to get into in a bit with his newest fucking dumbassness um he's just a whole nother level and pretty much all he cares about is money and views and stuff like that and, you know there's been a few boxing events ever since you know deji's lost twice ever since that fight uh brace hall got fucking knocked out by austin mcbroom pretty much they had a whole youtubers versus tiktokers i think that the u.s versus uk they've had all this type of shit different type of boxing events in which they thought yeah, we're going to make pay-per-views and stuff like this. But it's gotten way worse. So obviously, the, like, Jake Paul is like a whole nother fucking level and all this shit. So I don't really care about his pay-per-views and shit like that. But YouTuber versus YouTuber shit has gone way out of hand. Let me explain it real quick with this quick little thing. So this summer, I'm not sure when the hell these two goofs are fighting. But, like, you know, there's Gib versus McBroom. So Gib, who actually lost... To Jake Paul 
And, you know, he's coming back on his backup. And Austin McBroom, who knocked out Bryce Hall, the TikToker that's now a YouTuber, who literally said he's a fighter and then he lost and said, I never claimed to be a fighter, who said he's been in over 50 street fights and shit like that. He deserved to get knocked out. It was very well deserved. But the price has officially came out for the, the Gibb versus McBroom fight. And... These guys are asking for $39.99 for this fucking fight. To buy this YouTuber versus YouTuber fucking fight. Pretty much the way I looked at it is these guys now think they're worth... Like, I don't know how much the Fury fights. I think they go for like $60. And UFC is like $60. These guys think they're worth $20 less than professional UFC and boxers... Who have been doing this their whole life. That have been trying to make a living off of it. And literally have like been beaten or beaten enough people to get to this this thing. And these YouTubers who just start doing it because it's like clout. And um, you know it's just an easy, like, well not easy paycheck. But it's a fucking paycheck for like you know a half hour of your time. Um, and they think they're worth $40 more. Now, I've been reading the comments to this whole thing because uh, Creative Flick posted on their Instagram and uh, uh, <laughs> um, they're pretty fine. There's not too many. I'll see if I can find. Uh, didn't even buy, but already want a refund. You could get pizza for about a week on $40. Just $39.99 with a laughing face emoji. Anyone got a stream, I can watch it on. I really hope that Gib can pull this W because it seems no one is actually rooting for Austin anymore. Only time they did was when he fought Bryce. Let's see the price for KSI fight. Yeah, so pretty much a lot of people should be more like $3.99. Nobody's going to watch it regardless. And that is the biggest, and that is a true point just from that comment. Nobody's really going to watch this fight. I'm going to tell you why. You know, KSI versus Logan Paul, that was going to sell pay-per-views. KSI versus Logan Paul round two. I bought that one, actually. I actually went out and bought that one because I wanted to see if Logan Paul could knock this guy out. Because I felt like back then, KSI's ego was through the fucking roof. Terrible investment. Um, And these guys... In, in the YouTube boxing scene, in my honest opinion, the only ones that have big names are like KSI, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, and Deji. Everybody else, they're really trying. But I mean, these were the guys who kind of started. And Joe Weller. Joe Weller, I will always respect because he did the, like, you know, one of the first ones. And, you know, um, you know McBroom, kind of a greasy skid in my opinion. He's done some fucked up shit with his family. And then there's Gibb, who I didn't know. And or, and I bought the Jake Paul versus Gibb fight too. Because KSI vouched that like Gibb would knock him out. And like, you know, he was such a tough opponent, opponent when I had to spar him and shit like that. And Jake Paul knocked his ass down so easy. It was like, I can't believe I spent my fucking money on this. It was just a waste of my time. And the reason why I watched that fight, because... I thought after that fight, it'd be KSI versus Jake Paul, in which that shit never happened, because KSI had to focus on his music, which, fuck, okay, he, he, I guess he's doing good now, but, like, you literally said if Jake fights Gib and wins, you'd fight him, and then you just say, I'm gonna focus on my music, kind of a bitch move on your part, KSI, and, um, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, a stupid thing to do and um now jake paul is like this fucking guy who keeps fighting i think this guy who's he's fighting next i hope this guy knocks his ass out he looks in good shape and he's young and i hope he beats jake paul but you never know and you know whatever but like i was saying there was like pioneers and then there's these two who honestly in the youtube boxing world no one's fucking put a name out for themselves like i know gib did pretty good in his last fight like he should he it went to a draw and then he fucking like went and fought it and he ended up winning it or something like that um uh you know it's still pretty new in my opinion the youtube box thing it's not like like it's not like ufc where this shit happens every fucking weekend 
and you know there's people always doing it these youtube events take months and months to do and i mean like the one i really did like and i haven't even watched all the way through was idubs creators clash one and that was mostly because they did it for charity and you know these guys were not fucking they were just trying to fight each other there was no egos or anything like that it was just come in let's fucking box and let's do it for charity in which well idubs did it for charity Hence why he did the pay-per-views, just, you know, to get money raised for charity. And to probably pay for the venue, because he pretty much did all of himself. But these two guys aren't doing it for charity. And they're asking, like, way too much. Like, for, for something that I still think is still pretty new. And there hasn't been enough events to really offer this much. And there hasn't been enough highlight reels from anybody to really be like, I'm a fucking, I'm the best YouTube boxer or anything like that. The most, like, Jake Paul has fought the most. And, you know, because he's such a big fucking clout douchebag and all that type of shit, he's worked his way up really quick, and he had enough followers to get up to, you know, have chances to box fucking Tommy Fury, where Tommy bitched out. And even Logan, the worst YouTube boxer that ever exists, who's never fucking won a fight, had enough clout somehow to box the champ Floyd Mayweather. These two guys haven't done anything special besides you know they've had a few good boxing matches honestly i'm not trying to chirp these guys for i, I i'm saying they're probably like you know i have to watch your old fights but um i feel like um for how they're known in the youtube boxing world and how people are reacting to the prices on instagram and shit like that these two do not have enough clout to do these type of prices, and it's going to take a long, long time. In my opinion, like like I've said in the past, how they should do the YouTube boxing is they do like the Ultimate Fighter, like UFC does, but it's a bunch of YouTubers boxing each other, and then they have a big fucking fight at the end. Get big YouTubers, get fucking Mr. Beast on there. That man just hit a hundred sub or a hundred million subs. Get him on there. He'll bring a bunch of people in, and if he starts fucking winning fucking even better you know but uh um I, I i don't i don't know uh in my opinion it's way too much money these guys do not have the clout or even the pioneer like i'm pretty sure they were both on like the uk fighting thing i know gib was the night he actually went out and fought twice but i mean like you know when you hear like Low, Jake Paul versus KSI when that was supposed to be a thing. That's like, oh shit, this is huge. This is YouTube history. Logan Paul versus KSI, two big YouTubers. Pretty much at the peak when they did it. All that type of shit. These guys don't have the, the numbers or anything to be calling the shots like this. So, drop it down to $3.99 or fucking do what YouTube boxing was originally supposed to do and make it free and literally just let the youtubers watch and have fun that's the way i look at it just have fun and you know 40 dollars way too fucking much so, that's my opinion on that so i saw this tweet from like logan paul like this was uh the week of my actual birthday this is on the week that i was off that i saw this tweet from logan paul where i was just kind of like oh my fucking god he's trying to really make me feel kind of bad for him and um, it was something he tweeted actually two days after my birthday. And I was like, yeah, I can bash that a little bit. You know, I can have a little bit of fun with that one. So pretty much Logan Paul was into the NFT game like every other big fucking YouTuber and every other person who was really trying to push it so they can make more money. That's the way I kind of looked at NFTs with these big YouTubers and shit trying to push it so they can make more fucking money or there was some type of way they were making money on it or for some reason they thought a drawing was a good thing to spend their money on in which i never thought it was i was always kind of on the fence about cryptocurrency and shit like that but when i saw the nfts i was like fuck no i am not doing it so logan paul has his or original story thing where he has the polaroids and he takes fucking pictures of like his everyday living it's like his new creative thing because you know he has all this fuck money he can like fly to thailand for a day and like take a picture and fly the fuck home that's how much money he's worth like i said i looked it up and he's almost worth half a million dollars that fucking dick but uh so 
On July 13th, he tweeted out, A year ago, I spent 20 or 623k on an NFT. Today, it is worth essentially nothing. I am immortalized in this mistake. Uh, oh, I immortalized. I can't fucking read this. This mistake on the 99 or originals with an extra replica helmet and outfits. Uh, you know, so he has the picture of him with the fucking helmet he recreated. And then he has the NFT next to it. And the way I look at it is he spent over half a mil on an NFT. And then he spent probably another three or four or five K to remake the helmet and all that type of shit. And I'm not, in the, I'm, I'm literally not saying he actually did this. It's kind of a joke of like, you know, he's worth so much money. He didn't make it himself. He just kind of got someone to do it. And he's just like, oh yeah, I'll make it three or four or five K just to flex to my crew and to flex to my fans that I am worth this much money. And this whole tweet, I felt like he was just trying to get people to feel bad for him. And all I gotta say is no. I don't feel fucking bad for you. I don't feel bad for you at all for the mistakes you made. I don't feel bad at all that you spent more than half a mil on a fucking drawing. Because the way I look at it, the way I look at Logan Paul and this tweet right here. Oh, I spent more than half a mil on on a, uh, you know, a good old NFT is... Uh, you're really bad with your fucking money. What the hell were you thinking? I'm not going to give you sympathy because you spent more than half a mil on an NFT. As a matter of fact, I wish I had like a fucking more than half a mil to spend on an NFT. I wish I could just say, oh, I just spent this much. It's like a flex. He literally just tries to flex while saying I was bad with my money. And it fucking... He's got me, but like, I wish I had that much money. You're a dumbass for fucking doing it. Why would you spend that much money on a drawing? Just spend fucking, just spend it on Bitcoin at that point. By like fucking, probably a year ago, that was like one Bitcoin. Oh, actually, no, it was less, it was way less than that. It's, I'm just trying to make a joke here. But Logan, if you think I'm going to give you any sympathy because you spent fucking more than half a mil on an NFT and now it's worth nothing, I'm going to say, fuck you. Why the fuck would you spend that much money on a drawing? What the hell were you thinking? This is some type of scheme that you were trying to pull and it fucking failed you big time. And now you're paying the price. That's 600k you could have put into your fucking, I don't even know where he lives now. Into something, into another ridiculous car. Make another cool bus. Make a fucking, buy another Hummer. I don't know what you do with your money, but this fucking, at this point, what you should have done, right? What you should have done is just giving the money to me so I can build, so I can buy a house, buy a house. And the worst part is with that much money, I wouldn't even get, like, I would get a fucking, like a starter home now where I live for fucking that much money. If I could buy a house, I could build my studio in the basement. I could get this podcast more off the ground. I'd have cool backgrounds instead of a fucking closet. You could have done me some good with that type of money. Might as well just said, yo, fucking hashtag, like, Logan Paul beat Mayweather. And I'll pick a random guy and give him 600k. That would have been a better choice with your money than spending it on this. Like, I, I, it fucking mind boggles me that this man did this. And he's trying to make me feel bad. Like, oh, I spent fucking 600k. I took a picture to remember this mistake. With, with how much money you have, that's like fucking 10 bucks to you. Like, literally. I checked your network. Now, I'm not, you're probably not actually worth that much. But you're definitely worth enough where you're just kind of like, yeah, fuck it. That was a bad investment. And like, you know, I'm going to learn from it. You didn't have to fucking post about it. You did. You did. You just literally flexed on me and tried to make me feel bad for you. And get it failed. It failed, Logan. You fucked up so bad. So 600k down the toilet on a drawing. That is on you. And you should be ashamed of yourself. Next time you're going to spend 600k, give me a DM. I'll give you my e-transfer and just send it all my way. I'll spend it better than you did on an NFT. A fucking NFT. I could have, I could have done, I would have done so much with that. These guys, these YouTubers make too much money, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> 
600k down the drain. I was literally listening to the boys cast the other day with Ryan Long. And he had Adam on there from No Jumper. And he's like, I will literally... He's like, I never spent on NFTs and shit. He's smart with his money. He's like, I don't have like any nice cars or anything like that. I just save it. That's what you should be doing with your money, Logan. Not fucking this shit. Like you were like... How is that an investment? I just don't know, guys. I just don't know. I'm trying to understand the world nowadays. I grew up, I don't know, man. I guess I'm not like my own generation. Cause me looking at when when NFTs came out, I was like, fuck no. When crypto.com came out, I was like, fuck no. When the fucking fidget spinners came out, I was like, waste of time. Like, I feel like I'm just not adapting in my age. And I feel like I've lost some opportunities to make some money. But with like when I see stuff like this, it actually makes me feel good. Even though he's flexing, it makes me kind of mad. It actually makes me feel good. Like, wow, if I had that much money, at least I know I'd be smarter than him. We're the same fucking age. And I know for a fact I would not do that with my money. But I'll probably never see half a mil in my life in one year. God, that'd be nice if I did, though. Honestly Lazy Podcast. So, I mean, Jake Paul was back on Twitter posting another fucking Twitter video. You know, he posted a few Trip McGregor and shit like that. And it was, it was whatever. It was like, you know, Jake Paul being fucking Jake Paul, you know, being a little troll like the little bastard he is. And uh, he decided to make another video to advertise his new fight in a kind of trolling way but to me he kind of trolled himself i'm just going to play the audio to it real quick so to give you a little bit since you're going to be watching on spotify probably or listening on spotify um to give you a little thing right here jake paul is sitting in a hospital that's obviously not a hospital it's in his fucking big ass house and he really went all all in like he's got the bed he's got a bunch of fucking well he probably needs that he's got the the fucking the bag that they stick in your veins and shit. He's got all the like stuff to make it look like a hospital bed. He went all out for this 38 minute or for 38 second bit. So we're just gonna play the audio real quick for you, just so you can get an idea, and I can sip a beer. All right, Jake, I'm filming. So guys, um, I'm in the hospital. I had an accident. I'm still gonna be able to fight August 6th. So get your tickets at MSG.com before they sell out. But I broke my back carrying the promotion for this event. It's broken. Oh, Jake, you good? Nurse! Jake, Nurse, one more thing. Oh my God. I broke my back. So this part of the video, he brings in obviously a thoughty that he paid because, and okay, with Jake Paul, without this money, he would not be getting girls to saw. Honestly, he's an ugly motherfucker and he has a bad, bad taste in tattoos. Carrying the last five fights promotion. My opponents never sell Do shit. Something. Oh, it hurts. Do something. It hurts. These motherfuckers never sell shit. They couldn't sell a pen to a writer. So, in this whole video, in my opinion, he kind of trolled himself. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Jake Paul, in his own little fucking way, pretty much just said nobody, like, all these fighters can't sell shit and stuff like that. And the way I kind of look at it with this type of a point, he kind of moved himself in the way of the way that I see it, honestly, Jake, is um, you think you're this big, great boxer and shit. And every boxer you fucking fought is literally like not worth my time to promote this shit. I'll post it on my Instagram. That's all I'm going to do. And I'll do the press conferences. But I mean, if you like literally like every boxer you've boxed is probably just like, yeah, like granted, they all did lose. But the way I'm kind of looking at it with you is like, they're just kind of like, okay, I'll go in and see what I can do. And I think Ben Askren just took a dive. And even people are saying Woodley took a dive, but I think he just got fucking knocked out. But, um, you know, you just are like, oh, these boxers can't sell shit. They're like, they're like, this dude isn't worth fucking selling shit to. You know, like maybe he's not paying him as much as he says he does. Who knows? Like, in the new press conference, the new guy, he was this guy put Jake in his place and pretty much said, Well, you ran away from me when I had one hand tied behind my back, and Jake's like, Oh, I'll release the footage, and the guy's like, Do it, do it. I fucking dare you and shit. So like he was really like standing his fucking ground with Jake, and it was really funny to see. But I'm just laughing at this whole video because he's literally saying, like, oh, oh these guys, 
are selling shit. No, these guys are doing what I'm fucking doing. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, Jake, you just chirped yourself. You literally just said, nobody gives a fuck enough to promote the fight. You're trying so hard to promote the fight. And there's like, yeah, we're just going. Jake, keep going. Keep promoting it. I get fucking pay-per-view paid too. I don't do shit. Keep promoting it. Keep being a fucking moron. Keep like keep showing that the brain damage is getting fucking worse with every video you do. Like he has brain damage. He's fucking losing his mind. And you know, he's not a good chirper. And you know what? This is the one thing with all of his like the one I was watching. It's just a like two like every time he tries to shit talk, he just sounds more brain damage. Like. In the press conference, I saw a little bit of a highlight reel. He's like, oh, you sound so stupid right now. You so And he just keeps saying that. Like, bro, chirp. Give him a good chirp. Don't just sit there and say you sound so stupid right now. Like, are you good? Like, fucking chirp the guy. But I, I don't know. I think the brain damage is really getting bad. And um, the fact that he says no one's selling these pay-per-views. That guy carried the whole thing. Well, I mean... You're the problem, child. You make all this money. You make all this money on pay-per-views and shit. Do all the fucking work then. Like, put in the work. Like, they don't have to do shit. They just gotta come in and fight and they get the money that you pay them, you know? So, why the fuck would they take the extra work when you can just do all the work and make these dumbass videos for Twitter? Spend a lot of money to just set up one little corner in your fucking big-ass house just to make this 38-second video. And then they just sit there and be like, oh... He said, I'm not selling pay-per-views. Okay, well, keep going. It's just stupid. Like, I, there was no point making this video. And, you know, he hurt his back. Blah, blah, blah. Brings in a hot girl. Like, even bringing in the hot girl is just like a desperate attempt. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm a big fucking player. And all this type of shit. Doesn't matter because you gotta live with those tattoos for the rest of your life, and they and some of them. I don't know. I need to do a better, clo uh, better uh, close up on them. But from what I've seen, they are shit. So I'm probably not gonna watch this fight. Maybe I will legally, but I am in no mood to really try to watch it in any other way besides um, the fucking fuck it way, and you know, not pay for it. If somebody else is watching it, I'll watch it. But I'm, I honestly don't care about any Jake Paul's fights anymore. And in my opinion, like I've said before, he's done nothing really to prove himself besides knock out a little guy. So good luck. Uh, keep making these videos to promote your fight and give the air guys some pay-per-view pay. And, um, yeah, August 6th, go watch his fight. If you want to pay for brain damage guys fighting. So I found a story on TikTok. This is kind of like the random video of the week, but it's mostly going to be audio because it's not nothing too. You don't need the video, but um, I found a story just going through TikTok. This is how I like I sit there on I'll sit on TikTok for hours just try to find a video, and uh, I came across this news story of probably the worst scenario that could ever happen. While um, uh, well. Playing a little five-on-one with yourself. In this news story, 19-year-old kid is in the uh, middle of diddling himself when robbers come in. They pistol whip him and take him to the ground. And yet somehow, he's got the weapon away from these men. Now, this isn't the, the reason. Like, I, you're saying they're probably right now... Like, okay, you explained the whole thing. Why the fuck are we even watching? It's the way he actually talks about it in this video that makes it very entertaining. So I'm just going to play the audio real quick and sip a beer while while, while I do that. And um, you can really get an understanding of this kid's uh, struggle. ...during a home invasion ended up in a scary fight for his life in Wyandotte. Two intruders used a ladder to get into an open window on the second floor of his family's home near Eureka and Fifth. Aaron was hit with the gun and pinned to the ground, but says he was eventually able to knock the weapon away. Yeah, so they got up through the, the front window right there. It was real scary because I was in my room whacking one out, and then all of a sudden <laughs> my window, and I see two dudes going through it. <laughs> it was real weird. I was real mad whacking one out. Like, could you imagine? Okay, there's two scenarios to this that we sit there and wonder. What's going through the kid's head who's whacking one out? And what's going through the robber's head coming through 
to a kid whacking one out. Like in my type, in my, in my ideal, if I was a robber, and I crawled up the ladder because that window was open. Right when I poked my head and saw a kid beating his meat, I'd probably just run away because the way I look at it is this kid only has one option, and that's to fight you naked. And honestly, a, a, an erect man trying to fight me is something I really don't want to do because if you slip in the wrong position, that turns into some broke back mountain shit real quick. And um, I just want to be a part of that. Secondly, what's going through the kid's head as he's being his meat and he sees two robbers come through the window? What the hell do you really do? <laughs> I mean, he fought him off. But <laughs> all I think about is him trying to get his pants back up. And these guys just come in ready to go with the pistol and just like he has his head down. Just trying to get his pants up. I'm like, wait, wait, give me a second. And they just like right on his head. Drop him. Like, fuck, let me get my pants on. They have the gun on him. He's fucking somehow gets the pants on and starts fighting the dudes and somehow gets the gun away. Oh, it's so funny. I'm, I'm glad the kid's safe, but it's just a very funny scenario to get yourself caught in beating your meat. I'm in the middle of, you know, beating it. And so right there, I was beating embarrassed, it. but at the same time, I had to do something. And so before I can even react, they jump on me, start pistol whipping me. I got a dog. I trained for scenarios just like this. <laughs> He's got a dog. In the video, it's a little like fucking Chihuahua. I got a dog. I trained for this, for this shit. <laughs> like, I have to do. Like, I'm in the middle. I'm in a. I'm. I'm so embarrassed that they caught me doing my doing the dirty. But I had to do something. I had to hop up. They already pissed and whipping me. I'm still. I'm fucking beating my meat. <laughs> Hoping my little dog would hop out and save the day so I could get my pants up. But said he's sleeping. For scenarios just like this, that bitch was asleep. Had to take matters <laughs> into my own hands. That bitch was asleep. Had to take things in my own hands. Literally had to take my thing out of my hand and start fighting these dudes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And so I, I pulled some Avengers type shit. Jump on top of him, pause, started bitch slapping him, having fun with it, pause. <laughs> pause, start bitch slapping him. Imagine you just start bitch slapping him with my penis, pause, put my pants back on, and then I kept beating the shit out of him. And then I actually ended up robbing him. Before he left, I told him, give me 20 bucks, get the f out of here. <laughs> he told him. <laughs> <laughs> he ends up robbing them. This is the most badass shit I've ever seen. Now, watching it all the way through, the fact that they weren't censoring anything, right, or all that, it makes me kind of think it's fake. I really hope it isn't. I really want to find this kid and put him on the podcast and talk about his situation. I, 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 I don't know. I feel like it actually is a new story, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, this shit is so fake. Like, the fact that he said, the fact when he says, I got a dog, I trained for this, and the dog they show isn't like a Rottweiler, it's not like a German Shepherd, it's like a little fucking Chihuahua, like a little Shih Tzu, I don't know dogs that well, and he's like, I trained him for this, but that bitch was asleep, that's some of the funniest shit I've ever, and at the end, he fucking tells the guy, give me 20 bucks and get the fuck out of here, like, there's no way this scenario will go down. First of all, the one thing I want, was your were your pants still down when you said give me twenty bucks to get the fuck out of here? Because I think if the pants were still down and he's beating the shit out of me and they said give me twenty bucks to get out of here, I would give it to him too. I just got my sh I just got the shit kicked out of me. Coming in trying to rob this dude, I just got the shit kicked out of me, and he had no pants on. It's like a lose lose on my end. Thank God you let him get away. Imagine being arrested and your face all over TV. Literally. And the title is man gets robber gets beat up from 19 year old kid while masturbating. Like you can't make this shit up. Definitely some of the funniest shit I've ever seen on TikTok. Definitely an entertaining thing, even though it is a news story, but like, that shit would be, for me, hard to find on YouTube. And I'm glad that someone actually posted on TikTok. Shout out to the TikTok channel Gaming for posting that. Because that is some funny ass shit. I was on the pooper 
when I heard when I was watching this, and all I thought was imagine if like, cause I leave my fucking door unlocked sometimes. I come home from work, I'm so tired and hot. I leave my fucking door unlocked to my apartment. Imagine some crazy crackhead came in with a steak knife, and I'm just in the middle of taking a big gnarly like you know, been holding it since six in the morning poo like coffee poo. He's come through the door because when I'm here, my girlfriend isn't here. I leave that bitch fucking wide open the door. So could you imagine like some cracker comes in with a steak knife? I'm just like hunched over, just like having a gnarly shit in my life. I still go up like, I gotta do something. Just fucking jump up and beat the shit out of this guy fucking with a shitty asshole. Oh, I literally like, I can't believe this kid actually did that. <laughs> I can't even think. Like, what the fuck goes through your head during that? I have no clue. <laughs> but I'm glad the kid beat the shit out of this guy, and I'm glad he's safe. And uh, this kid is one of those badass kids, if this is real. And that will do it on this week's episode of the Honestly Lazy Podcast. My little kitty wanted to come sit on my lap, so now he is. But um, that will do it for this week. I do have a little update on that YouTube box and shit. Uh, the price and all that. Apparently... McBroom versus Gibb. Gibb is now officially out. Apparently has something wrong with the brain damage or something like that. So I hope he gets better soon. And I hope, honestly, it's still not worth the pay-per-view, the money it's worth. But I mean, that's still a dangerous thing to deal with. And I hope he recovers. But I shall see you guys next time. Shout out to all the homies. Brad, B. Warren, Courtney, Nathan, uh, my brothers, my family you know everyone who's been supporting shout out to the hotter show just got on a new per- network proud of him for that been working seven years to get there so congratulations buddy and um until next time it's your boy stick and i'll see ya peace honestly lazy podcast